I'm excited. I'm excited for y'all. I'm excited for the things that the Lord is doing in y'all lives. I'm excited for the gathering. Thank you, Pastor Paul and Miss Wendy. Uh, it's very humbling and um, to be to be here at the gathering. I thank you for blessing me and my wife to sit up under y'all too and to learn from each and every one of y'all. Y'all wonderful teachers. Y'all teach me a whole lot, and I learn a whole lot. Amen. Glory to God. It's like a still in the house, like the Lord is just just resting on everybody right now. Do y'all feel his presence in this morning? It's a wonderful presence. Glory to God. If you got your Bibles, wave them at me really quickly. If you got your Bibles. All right. Got your phones, iPads. Blackberry. I'm a Blackberry man. I love Blackberry. I said I was going to promote them, didn't I? Got to watch out for that. <laughs> um, if you would turn to your Bibles for me really quickly, to Malachi chapter 1, verse 6 through 11. Malachi chapter 1, verse 6 through 11. And Second Samuel. When you got it, say, show me your glory. Say, Lord, show me your glory when you got it. Second Samuel, chapter 24, verses 22 through 25. We're going to do a little bit of reading this morning. I want y'all to search through the scriptures with me. I love searching through the scriptures. I love thirsting after righteousness. I love receiving the word of God into my life, to my heart. I'm just going to. Read a couple of passages real quick. When you have it, say amen. Malachi chapter 1, verse 6 through 11, and it reads, A son honors his father, and a servant his master. If I am your father, where is my honor due to me? If I am your master, where is the respect due to me? Says the Lord Almighty. It is you, O priest, who show contempt for my name. But you ask, how have we shown contempt for your name? You place defiled food on my altar. But you ask how we have defiled you. By you saying the Lord's table is contemptible. When you bring blind animals for sacrifices, is not that wrong? When you sacrifice crippled and diseased animals, is that not wrong? Try offering them to your governors. Would he be pleased? Would he accept you, says the Lord Almighty? Now I implore to God to be gracious to us with such offerings from your hands. Will he accept you, says the Lord Almighty? Oh, that one of you would shut the temple doors so that you would not light un say useless say useless useless fire on my altar I am not pleased says the Lord Almighty I will accept no offering from your hands my name will be great among the nations from the rising to the setting of the sun in every place, incense, 
and pure offerings will be brought to my name because my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord Almighty. Let's turn to 2 Samuel chapter 24, verses 22 through 25. 2 Samuel chapter 24, verses 22 through 25. When you got to say amen. And it reads, Arania said to David, let the Lord King take whatever pleases him and offer it up. Here are oxen for the burnt offerings, and here are threshing sledges and ox yokes for the wood. O King Anaron gives all this to the king. Anaron also said to him, May the Lord your God accept you. But the king replied to Anaron, No. I insist on paying for you. I will not sacrifice to the Lord, my God, burnt offerings that cost me nothing. said, burnt offerings that cost me nothing. And let's go back to Malachi chapter 1, verse 6 through 11. Oh, that one of you would shut the temple doors so that you would not light useless fires on my altar. I am not pleased, thus says the Lord. The title of my message this morning is called, The Best. The Best. Let us pray. Father God, I give you all honor and all glory. I thank you for the reading of your word. Lord Jesus, I ask that you will open up our eyes that we may see, open up our ears that we may hear, open up our hearts that we may receive your word, Father God. Let us have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to us this morning. Father God, we ask that your presence will continue to be here, that you would do what you need to do in the hearts of each and every one of us, that we would be led by the Holy Spirit, and that you will have your way in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. We ask that you will forgive us for our sins, for things we've said, for things we've done, and help us not to do those things anymore. And let us give you all honor and all glory in everything that we do. In Jesus' name. And the people that said, amen. 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 Let me give you a brief uh, explanation of what's going on in Malachi. God charged the priest with failing to honor him to the point of contempt for his name and failing to be good spiritual examples for the people. The priests did not worship God properly. They were not following his laws of the sacrifices. Therefore, by Malachi's time, the nation's leaders had once again fallen away and the people right along with them. The worship of God was no longer from heartfelt adoration. Instead, it was simply a burdensome job for the priest. So, Malachi is a prophet who is warning the people that they are worshiping God the wrong way. That's what's going on today. That's what's going on right now. We, we just, we just, people just offer up praises to God, but it's not heartfelt. We, we just give God the minimum. We, 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 we go to God with the wrong motives because we want to get what we want to get. So we figure, you know, we, 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 we'll praise you, God. We, we'll give you glory. But 
the motives is wrong because God knows the heart. Is, it, is that how it is today? I mean, we just offer up God whatever we want. Is it a burden to honor God? This morning, we, we understand that it is a burden to honor God sometimes because life teaches us that, you know, when we go through certain things, it can put us between a rock and a hard place. And so sometimes we get in a rut or we be put in a position where life becomes weighty on us, becomes a weight. And so it's hard for us to really give God everything that we want to give him, what's, what's due to him. It's hard for us to come in to service and to praise God. It's hard for us to serve God because life and situations beat us up so much. It is no longer heartfelt. We just give God the minimum. Do we do things just to be doing something? But is it our best? The Bible says, I urge you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, that is your act of worship. Matter of fact, let me give it to you another way. Let me give it to you another way. Brothers and sisters, I urge you, by the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies, no, to offer your best to God, holy and acceptable and pleasing to God. That is your act of honoring God. I beseech you. I mean, I command you, God commands you that you will give him the honor that is due to him, that you will give him your best. It's just not enough just to go to church Sunday after Sunday and get into a routine. The Lord said, you worship me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. We have to seek the Lord in our private time for him to change our hearts. That we can come into his presence, that he can take out of us the old mess and place within us his power, his love, his grace, his mercy, his joy, and his strength. Then we are free to give him our best. When you had less, you had more faith and honored God more. So don't think when you have more, you need less faith and honor God less. Is that the way it is? When we really didn't have anything, we went to God and we gave God everything because we wanted something. See, that they go that motivation thing again, that, our motive for going to God. 
But God already knows the heart. God already knows what you're thinking. It's no more of a sacrifice now that you have more to honor God and give your best. Give nothing less than your best. Give nothing less than your best. The priest offered up the wrong things to God. And God rejected it. They was expecting for God to give them whatever they wanted. But they was offering God things that was broken. And the only thing God wanted was their heart. The very thing that keeps you alive, that's what God wants. And it's so funny how God designed the heart. God designed the heart so it could pump the blood through your veins so that you can live along with him giving you his spirit for life. But without your heart, you won't be able to live. That's why God looks at the heart of everything. In everything that we do, in everything that we say, in our actions, our motives. <clears throat> now, now, I must admit, you know, we have our motives while we do what we do. This message is home for me because, you know, yeah, I want to give my best on my job, but I really go to work for a paycheck because my skills just allows me to say, well, I'm not going to go that extra mile. I'm just going to do the minimum because that's what it's just cause for. But no, my job, I need to give my best. I need to go beyond the call of duty. Not just give the minimum because I have people around me that is watching me. Not just because I have people around me that is watching me, there go that motive thing again. See, then we get into the thing where, you know, we have people around us watching us. So we want to try to act like we're going to give our best. Because I want to be liked or, but no. God sees everything. The word of God, the Bible says, whatever you do, do it like you're doing it unto the Lord. So whatever you do, you're not doing it for the person that is sitting next to you. You're not even doing it for yourself. You're doing it onto the Lord. Amen. 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 Amen, Walls. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 10. Deuteronomy chapter 10. <laughs> what matters to God is not lip service. Mm, it's heart service. 
What matters to God is not lip service, it's heart service. God looks at the heart in everything. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12. And it reads, And now, O Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you? Let me put it another way. Because, you know, my wife tells me, you know, I'm, I'm too spiritual, so I got to break things down. I got I to come down. So let me, let me break it down to your terms. Let me see. And now, everybody, what do the Lord ask from you? But to fear him, to walk in all his ways, to love him with all your heart, with all your soul, and to observe the Lord's commandments, to observe his word, to, to follow his instructions, to read his word, which is going to help you throughout your life. This is the blueprint. This is our instructions. So let's turn to our note sheets real quick. Everybody got the note sheets? All right. How do we give God our best? How do we give God our best? The big idea is giving God your best. The big idea, giving God your best. Now, how do we give God our best? Number one. Giving God your best in honoring God. In honoring God. It's like I said, it's not about lip service. It's about heart service. God wants you to honor him the way he's supposed to be honored. Whether it's through your skills, your gifts, your talents. Whatever you do, you're doing it on to the Lord. So that's how you honor God. You give your best in your gifts and your talents. Some of you have creative ideas. Some of you are teachers. Some of you are doctors. Some of you are lawyers. Some of you are nurses. Some of you are electricians. Some of you work in the construction field. Some of you are just uh, people that look out for other people, that have a gift of giving, have a gift of love, have a gift of hugging. You didn't even know that was a gift, did you? A gift of hugging. I knew somebody that had a gift of hugging. They just go up to people and just hug them. And people would just fall out. People would just feel good. They'd be like, dang, man, that made me feel real good. It'd be dudes, too. I'm saying, listen, listen, this is what I told a dude. This is what I told a dude at work. Check this, check this out, check this out. I said, the most masculine man in the world is Jesus. And he tells people that he loved them. He tells men that he loved them. 
So is it wrong for me to be a dude to go up to a man and be like, yo, I love you, dude? Now, it depends on how you say it. You'd be like, I love you, man. <laughs> now, something wrong with that. Because you're going to have to think about it, right? You'd be like, huh? But the most masculine man in the world went up to a man and said, I love you. So is it wrong for me to go up to another dude to be like, look, I love you? People look at me strange, though. When I walk up to a dude, I'd be like, yo, what's up, son? He'd be like, what's up, man? Like, I talked to Leah, all right, I love you. He'd be like, huh? I'd be like, man, I just told you I love you, man. Ain't nothing. Now I got dudes at work. I got everybody at work saying it now. They'd be like, I love you, man. I'd be like, oh, love you too. All right. Giving your best on your job. When you go to work, that's the best place to honor God. Because you're not around church folk. I don't got nothing wrong with, you know, I don't got nothing against church people. But sometimes, you know, we get, we get too religious. We get, we get too religious because we're around church folk. We're supposed to act, you know, lovey-dovey and whatever, whatever. We're supposed to, you know, give our best. We're supposed to do this. We're supposed to do that. But when we get around our job and our coworkers, then we really see how can we honor God because those are where the challenges come from in the marketplace, out there in the streets, on the corner. We had a situation one time where a dude was across the street. He had a sign out there. Now, this is giving your best. She's not here, but this is giving your best. Miss Little Lee, Miss Carol, I love that lady. She walks over and gives the dude some coffee and cake. And the dude is just out there holding up a sign. Causing ruckus. See, I would have went over there, you know. Um, it probably would have been a different situation. I probably would have been like, you know, this is what the Bible say now. No, I would have went evangelistic on them. He probably would have been went evangelistic on me. So we probably be two evangelistic people out there throwing it down with the word of God. But that's not the way to do it, though. But she went the extra mile. For somebody she don't know. When you're on your job, you go the extra mile for your boss. He asks you to do this, you go another step further and do that. Giving your best in your marriage. Wow. Giving my best in my marriage. This is the reason why I think God created marriage. When you get married to somebody, you really you really would say, Dag, it's not about me. So it's not about you because your marriage will have you a, give you a challenge where it would take the focus off of you and put it on the other person. That's why God designed marriage because it takes the focus off of you and allow it to be about the other person, not about you. That's where sacrifice come in at. That's how you honor God, through your marriage. Listen, it says this. This is what the Bible says. Men, where are my men at? Where are my dudes at? All right? I love you too, man. 
I'm about to, I'm about, I'm about to blow it up right now. Men, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And gave himself for it. That's how you honor God. Ladies, ladies, woo, ladies. This is for my dudes out there. Y'all going to love this one. This is what the Bible says. Honor your husband as you would honor the Lord. Amen, ladies? Where my ladies at? Where my ladies at? Huh? Because if you're not honoring your husband, I got to ask a question. Are you honoring the Lord? If you're not loving your wife, are you really loving God? And giving yourself for it? Hmm. Giving your best in tithes and offering. Yeah. I know, I know we don't like to talk about money. But it's just not about money. People think when you give money, you're going to automatically reap money back. But you see, you ain't giving money because of Pastor Paul or the church. You're giving money because that's the way you give your best to honor God. Even though your blessing might come through, maybe you need to pass the test. Um, maybe you need favor on a situation. Maybe you need to come into contact with somebody that is going to help you along life a little bit better. It's just not about the money. But it is about the money. Because God is testing where your heart is at. Wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. Giving your best in each other. I love what Pastor Paul said this morning. Man, I just wanted to, I just wanted to get up from that chair and just grab this mic and be like, yeah. We come in here, we be ourselves. I like when I can be myself. Because if I have to act you know, if I have to act like somebody else around y'all, you know what I'm saying? I, it's not keeping it real. I like to keep it real. I like to speak real. I like to be myself. I'm not saying that you shouldn't try to perfect your craft or you shouldn't try to change certain things about you, but you be yourself. We can be ourselves. Say, be, be yourself. Number two, how does God give us his best? God give us his best, and this is a familiar chapter for everybody. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his best, which is his only son, for our sins and our life. God. Now imagine if you had a child and God tell you to give your child for somebody else's life. I'm going, God say, I'm going to take your child for this person's life. 
Matter of fact, I'm going to bring it close to home. What if you had a really close family member that you really loved? You wanted them to live. You wanted them to live so bad that God would say, okay, you want this person to live? I want you to give your only son for that person to live. How hard would that be? Oh, my goodness. That would be hard. That would be so hard for me to do. Because you love both of them. So you don't want either one to go, but one got to go. So God gave his only best sacrifice, which was his son. Jesus gave his best. How did Jesus give us best? his best? He took on our sins. Imagine you taking on the whole world's problem on your shoulders. A good example. Uh, what's that movie with Jim Carrey uh, when he was, had to be God? Bruce Almighty. He wanted to be God. And he heard everybody problems, he heard everybody's situation. Just imagine having all of that. Man, I'd be walking around shaking like crazy. I wouldn't know what to do. How to fix everybody's problem? I'm not going to try to fix everybody's problem. No, no. You can have that, God. Love you. How does God give us his best? And it benefit us. How God give us his best and it benefit us. Number one, we are saved. We are saved. You are saved. Number two, we have eternal life. So when you leave here, you are assured that you will be in heaven with God. We have our name written in the Lamb's book of life. Nobody can take your name out of that book. Nobody. It's in here for life, forever. So when you leave here, God has a record. Boom. Rachel Taylor. Lamb's Book of Life. Her name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But I hold the marriage certificate. Okay. I'm just saying, God, you know what? You know. She belonged to me too, you know. Anyway. Yeah, I didn't get that. Anyway, I thought it was funny. Anyway. All right. I love you too. <laughs> we have, we are born again. So God will come and change your heart, and he will give you his spirit, his love. How does God, no, how does giving God our best benefit us? Number one, I want y'all to say this after me. We are anointed. We are anointed. God has given us gifts and talents and abilities, creative ideas to do certain things. He give us that. That is his best. We hear from God. We're able to hear from God. It's like an audible voice. It's like me talking to you, you talking to me. God will speak to you. God is always speaking. You ever been in a situation where you leave something at home and then it's like you'll you hear voices be like, you need to go back and get 
what you just left at home. Like that. It's like that. It's like before you get so far, it's like boom, something to stop you dead in your tracks and be like, you need to go back in and get that. Or you be in a situation where you do something wrong and God say, you didn't give me your best. Boom. You need to give me your best. That's conviction of the Holy Spirit. That's how God speaks to you. I like that. I love that too. We have power and inner strength. Number three. We have love and give love. See, they go to that heart thing again. It's just not about lip service, but it's about heart service. Because if we receive God's love, we should be able to give love to others. And how can we know how to give love to others if we don't know God's love? That's why it's very important that we give God our best in spending time with him on a daily basis. Getting into his word. Finding out how can we give our best in our everyday life. We have peace and joy. The only way you're going to have peace and joy is if you go into God's word and spend time with him. But he gives us that. He gives us peace and he gives us joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So that we can be able to function. So that we can be able to give him our best. Last one. We have faith. Listen. The Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Faith to believe is to believe God. Now faith. Now faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith to believe is to believe God. That's what it's all about. Listen, listen. I know we've been talking about how can we give God our best. But do do you really want to know how you can give God your best? I mean, do y'all really want to know? I mean, do y'all want to give God your best? I mean, I want to give God my best. The one way you can give God your best is by giving him yourself. Yourself. You're the best sacrifice. You present yourself. He says, present your bodies. Present yourself. Present your best. You are the best. You're the best thing he created. He made you exactly like him back in Genesis. And if we read 2 Samuel, he talked about that it's a course that I'm going to pay, but I'm going to give my best. You're the best thing. You're the best sacrifice that you can give God. The very thing, the very person that made you want you the best thing that he made. And listen, if, 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 you, if, you, if you haven't received Jesus into your heart, if you haven't received Jesus into your heart, give him the best thing, which is you. If you have, if you have backslid, if you have 
went back out there in the streets. Or have you done something wrong and you fell away from God? And God is convicting your spirit right now. God is convicting you. He's telling you to come back to me. To give me the best thing, which is you, to him. You can do that today. You have the best thing that God wants. It doesn't get no better than that. He's only asking for you. He's not asking for your money. He's not asking for your house. He's not even asking for your gifts and talents. He's not asking for your service. He's not asking for any of that. What it all boils down to is you. Because without you, you won't be able to have any of that. You won't be able to use it. My grandfather always tell me, son, oh, no, he's a boy. Let me tell you this now. Your strength, without your strength, you won't be able to do nothing. You won't be able to use nothing. You won't be able to work. You won't be able to play. You won't be able to ride a car. You won't be able to do this. So without you getting Jesus in your life, you won't be able to do nothing. You will be a person, a dead man walking. If that's you right now, raise your hand. If you need Jesus in your life, raise your hand. We're going to come to the altar right now. We're going to ask God to come into your life, come into your heart. You're the best thing that God wants to receive. 